Welcome to the High Vibe Weight Loss Podcast, where you'll learn how to release the weight and manifest the body and life of your dreams. Every episode, I will be sharing tips, stories, strategies, and guidance that will help you align mind, body, and spirit so you can finally overcome your food and body struggles and fully show up as the high vibe woman you were destined to be. I'm your host, Janice Holt. Now let's get started. Welcome back to the High Vibe Weight Loss Podcast. Over the next few podcast episodes, I'm going to be sharing a special bonus, my advanced weight loss series that I've been doing over video training, but the audios are just as powerful, so I wanted to share it with my podcast listeners as well. I hope you enjoy and get lots of information, sending you all of the high vibes. Take care. Welcome back to the advanced weight loss series. We are talking about what is keeping you from releasing the weight for good. And a really common thought that I see that's holding women back is the thought that it's just not worth it. And the reason why we think that is because we think that losing weight requires us to be in deprivation and restriction, that it has to be hard, that we're not able to have our favorite foods, that we're going to have to spend a lot of time shopping and preparing and cooking foods and the food not going to even taste very good and we can't go out with our friends and socialize and go out to restaurants because that means we're going to eat things that are not going to be helping us lose weight we are not at our tipping point where the discomfort of being in a body that doesn't feel great isn't as bad as what we think we're going to have to feel while we lose the weight, the discomfort of actually losing the weight. So we think that it's just not worth it to have that result because of all the things we have to do in order to get the result. And then even once we get the result, what, we're going to have to live in this deprivation and restriction the entire time. It doesn't seem like it's worth it when that's what happens. And so then what results in that and how we show up when we think that it's just not worth it is that we become lurkers. We kind of want it, but we don't want it bad enough. So we're going to read all the things. We're going to look at all the things. We're going to watch the video. We're going to watch training videos. We're going to listen to the podcast, but we're not going to do anything. We're going to be an in action. And if we don't do anything, well, we're definitely not going to lose the weight. We're also not going to put ourselves in the position of doing anything hard in order to lose the weight. And that's not going to suck, but you're still going to have that underlining feeling like, you're just not happy in the body that you have right now. Another thing that could happen is while you're lurking, while you're learning, you might start testing out the waters. You probably tried lots of things like put your toe in the water and just tried to figure it out. But then, you know, it wasn't really quite worth it. Then you just didn't continue on and get any result at all. Or the other side of that coin is you do decide to go all in. You're like, okay, you know what? I am going to give it a try. Okay. Let's just do it. But then we give up really, really quickly because we don't believe that it's worth it. We think that's the way it's done. And so I don't think that I'm, I want to do that and feel that uncomfortable feeling versus the feeling of what you're feeling every day, which is not comfortable in a body that doesn't feel aligned to you. And so, of course, we don't lose the weight because it's not bad enough. Maybe what that results in is our deteriorating health and getting a health diagnosis or having this feeling of discontentment for a really, really long time. I do not want that for you. The actual problem that underlines all of this is the belief that the process of losing weight has to suck. 
have to be hard. And of course, we might think that because a lot of diets out there were based on restriction, were based on under eating and over exercising, which of course doesn't feel good. The actual fix to that is knowing that we can do this in a loving way. We can release the weight with a process that is loving, that does feel good. So I'm going to give you an analogy I've been thinking about. When you're a parent, the process doesn't always feel great, but overall we do love the process. So it is hard to be a parent, but you love the process. You even look back and you remember the good times, not always the bad times. The whole thing doesn't necessarily suck. It's just that there are hard parts that we have to overcome. The majority of it though is amazing, is loving. We really, really do have a lot of fun as parents. It's hard work though. Going to university, graduating from a really difficult program, that can be hard work, but there's a lot of experiences in there that's fun, that we enjoy. And so when we look back on those times too, we remember the good old days. We have those moments and yeah, maybe we had to cram for an exam or yeah, maybe we had a really tough teacher that pushed us. Overall, it was worth it. It was hard, but not nearly as hard as you think that it is. That's what happens when you relook at the process of losing weight from a standpoint of it sucks, it's too hard to, it can be loving, it can be supportive. And the reason why this works is because you do find fun in the process. You focus on what you're gaining instead of what you're losing or what you're giving up. You know that the process can be supportive of you losing weight in your body and really getting to know yourself all over again with compassion, lots of compassion for who you are, where you are, why this happened to you, and what you're going to do moving forward to fully support yourself so that you lose the weight in a loving way. And then when you get there, you can sustain it because you didn't suffer through it. You didn't do a bunch of hard, crappy, you know, sucky things in order to get there and think like, what, I'm going to have to do this for the rest of my life in order to maintain it? No, that's not what we have to do. You're going to also be more likely to focus on the gains and the impact, the benefit of doing it rather than the immediate discomfort of doing hard things. You'll focus on the long-term reasons why you're doing it, the long-term rewards of why you're doing this entire process. And you'll be less likely to quit. You'll be more likely to stick to it, even when you're challenged, even when things get hard and tough, because overall, you're looking at the process of being loving and supportive and fun. And this is how we find that it is worth it, because the whole thing, the whole process doesn't suck. There's going to be lots of times where you're going to see wins. You're going to see the scale go down. You're going to find new recipes that are actually really enjoyable. You're going to feel better. You're going to not feel so bloated. You're going to fit into those genes. All of these wins add up when you focus on what you're gaining rather than what you're losing, rather than how sucky weight loss is. This is the way that it works. All right. I can't wait to see you in the next video. Welcome back to the Advanced Weight Loss Series. 
We are on day six and talking about what is holding you back from releasing the weight. And one of the common things that I see when women come to me is they tell me that they just like food too much or that food is really important to them. And the reason why we believe that is because we're relying on food to do a lot of different things in our lives, to make us feel good, to give us pleasure, to manage our stress, basically to fulfill an emotional gap in our lives. They're spending a lot of time thinking about food, cooking, entertaining with food, looking forward to food. Their whole life or their whole day is centered around food and what are they going to eat. They plan having super yummy foods from the moment that they get up in the morning, for example, or they really just focus on the food being the center of some event that they're hosting or that they're going to. Maybe they identify as a sugarholic or a foodie, or they say things like gummy bears are my life or chips are my life or cake is, is so important to me. It's just too good. They can't imagine life without having super yummy food. It just sounds unbearable. And the results that that creates for ourselves is, first of all, not using food for its original intended purpose, which is for fuel. We're using it to manage our stress and the enjoyment that we get out of our lives. When we try to lose weight, what happens is we look for substitutes for things that are not healthy, alternative sugars maybe, or instead of chips, having what was my downfall was beet crackers and hummus. But then we just eat more of it, right? Because healthy food makes us think that we can just have more of it. Or we go for the keto-friendly cookies instead of the regular cookies. Or we substitute um, regular flour with almond flour, which is just as likely to spike our insulin and store fat, by the way. So this is emotional eating in disguise. I actually don't know if you consider this a good disguise. Maybe you could recognize it right away, but that's basically what it is. And so what happens is when we do this and we try to do a diet, we're more likely to cheat when we've had a stressful day or a challenge or the kid gave us some struggles or you know, mom said something that really triggered me or this person at work just did this crazy thing and we're more likely to fall off track because of the circumstances of our lives, we turn to food in order to solve that. Now, the actual problem here is that we're using food to fix our problems. We're using food as a solution rather than solving the actual problem. So we don't actually have an overeating problem per se. We have an underfeeling problem that causes and leads to overeating. And the fix for this is to feel and process your emotions so that you can enjoy your food, but not have to turn to food to enjoy your life. And then you get to enjoy more of your life because you're not masking it with food. The reason why this works is because it puts less emphasis on getting pleasure from food. So then you can find opportunities to actually enjoy real pleasure when you go out to eat, when you sit down for your family with dinner, you're not solely focused on the food to be that thing that gives you that enjoyment and that fulfillment. You also learn how to deal with your stress, to manage your stress, to clear it up or get better at working through it instead of just hiding from all of the really challenging things. 
we also get to find more pleasure in life that generates positive outcomes. We see what we enjoy and we get to do more of that. And the more we do that, the more we see where our focus is, is what we notice and what we cultivate and create more of. We get to have an authentic life instead of faking it with foods that we say are fun or with fake solutions that don't really solve the problem, but we really get to have fulfillment, true fulfillment, in our lives. Food becomes less of a controlling factor. We stop overeating it. We start mindfully eating. We don't rely on food and mindlessly eat it when something's happening in our lives that doesn't feel good. And so we're looking for a way to feel better and we're reaching to food. We mindlessly eat less. We overeat less. And of course, what is that going to create for you? weight loss, and more fulfillment and happiness in your life. Okay, that is day six. I can't wait to see you tomorrow in the next video. Welcome back to the advanced weight loss training. We are on day seven and the final day of the first phase of the training. So we're talking about what is holding you back from releasing the weight? And one of the things that I see a lot of the time is people believe that they don't have willpower or they lack motivation. And the reason why we believe this, and let me just say in the other trainings, I had the word belief spelled wrong and nobody said anything. This is one of my biggest worries when I'm presenting or when I'm writing, I'm really sensitive about it, but I fixed it. So the training must go on. Okay. One of the reasons why we believe this is true is because we're told by our personal trainers or maybe your doctor, or maybe you've gone on a diet and done WW and they've given you the program and they said, now go just do it. You haven't been able to just do it. You haven't been able to stick to your plan or maybe you haven't had to white knuckle a diet before and you lost weight and you thought, okay, well, if I just had the motivation this time, I'd be able to do it. Or maybe you did have some kind of motivation before, like you had a vacation or a wedding and you were able to lose weight that time. And you thought, oh, if only I had this motivation, then I would be able to lose weight, but I don't, I'm lacking it. Don't have the willpower. I'm not strong enough. Another reason why this might happen is because we could be comparing ourselves to others and then assuming that they're just stronger than we are, that we're weak, that we're lazy, that we just don't have the right stuff. And when we do believe this, what actually happens is we sit around and we like muster up the energy and the willpower to get started. And we promise ourselves that we're going to try harder on Monday morning. We're going to try harder this time around but then we end up quitting a few weeks or a few days or even just a few hours in. You don't get to your goal. Maybe you don't get to your goal. You did lose some weight along the way, but then you fell off the wagon and you thought, I was doing so well, but I just can't stick to it. That's the definition of yo-yo dieting, right? Is when you try something and you quit and you go on a diet, but then you lose some weight and then you cheat and you gain the weight back and then you try another diet. That's exactly what that is. Okay, another thing that happens when we have this belief is that we wait until a specific magical date where we're going to have the motivation, like Monday morning, like New Year's, like whenever that is, the beginning of the month, that's when 
something will happen and I'll all of a sudden feel like it. I will have the energy, the focus, the grit to finally do that. The reason why relying on willpower motivation doesn't work is because those things are emotions and emotions come and go. They're not meant to last. They're meant to get you started, but they're not meant to take you through the entire journey of losing weight. So the actual problem here isn't that you don't have willpower, you don't have motivation. It's that you haven't built habits yet, habits that you support you in losing weight. Motivation, willpower is supposed to get you started. It's not supposed to carry you to the finish line. In fact, we have the habit that's leading us to maintain the weight that we have or that's leading us to gain more weight. We don't have the habit yet to lose the weight, to release the weight. So if you're doing everything right, not making it hard, like I talked about in day five, when we think that diet hard, diets are hard and that diets suck, we think that we have to rely on willpower. We have to have something outside of us that's driving us. But when we actually can see that this can be simple, this can be doable, then we don't even need willpower at all, right? When things are simple, you don't need willpower. If it doesn't feel difficult, you're not depriving yourself. You don't require that willpower or that really heavy motivation to get you to do the things. The actual fix here is to start doing small things, small changes that support your weight loss, plus rewards and consistency. So the way that you create a habit is by practicing something over and over and over again until you don't even have to think about it anymore. Your body just like does it without your brain even having to compute, <laughs> even to having to think about the process. Like when you go and shower in the morning, you don't think, okay, I'm going to start here and then here. And then I'm going to go do it. Like you have a routine that you do that you don't even think about it. And then your brain instead gets to focus on what am I going to do today? Or what's that shopping list? Or maybe you sing a song or I don't know, maybe you meditate or you do some kind of inner work practice while you're showering. You're certainly not thinking about washing every single piece of your body, right? Because it's already been a long established habit because you've done it over and over and over again. Okay. And to encourage you to continue doing that same practice over and over and over again, we want to attach some reward to it. Something that feels good, that gives you a hit of pleasure, like dopamine hit in your brain to reinforce that this is a good thing. This is enjoyable. We want to do this again. This is working with your brain to get you to do the things that you want to do. It's like giving your child a sticker or when we got stickers in school when we were kids it's that reinforcement that hey this was good I want to keep doing this it feels pretty good and the reason why this works is because it doesn't matter how you feel you don't have to rely on your emotions in order to do the small thing you can do small things very easily you can just Get yourself to do those little things as long as they're small and not very inconvenient. There's less pushback from your brain when you're doing these small things. 
the rewards as you go is pleasure triggers that dopamine hit. Your brain's going to want to do it more. It's going to be like, hey, that feel, felt good. I want to feel good again. I'm going to do that thing over and over again. And when you keep it small and you keep it simple, that feels good. You're going to want to keep doing that over and over again. And that's going to create this repetition, which then becomes a habit, which then puts that thing that you're doing, that action on autopilot and it makes it so that you don't even have to think about doing that small thing it's just that thing that you do all of the time and then you can start creating smaller incremental habits that continue to support your weight loss okay i hope you've enjoyed phase one of the advanced weight loss series i can't wait to see you in phase two if you love what you're learning on the podcast you have to check out my free course at highvibeweightloss.com in this training, I share with you the three key steps you can do right away that will help you get started releasing the weight and elevating your life. Join the free course, get the complimentary guidebook, and get started at highvibeweightloss.com.